Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP, the Sex Actually podcast. As always, it is your host, Dave Neal. This episode, I am joined by my illustrious co-host, Tasha Courtney, and returning guest, Kim Crawl. Uh, it's a good one. As always, Kim brings the heat, the authentic Kim Crawl. She has a new podcast out called Crawl Space, so I wanted her to get on our podcast to help pr- promote her podcast, Crawl Space. So the K, K-R-A-L, as in Kim Crawl space. Uh, anyway, folks, I got a nice review, which is what spawned this episode, because sometimes I'll read reviews. We get them sent to our email, um, the iTunes reviews, and then, um, you know, they help make our day. They help uh, make us feel like we're on the right paths. So don't we all love a good affirmation? So let's start by reading a nice review here. It says, the podcast is so amazing. Five stars. I love Dave and Tasha. These two talk about everything, literally everything you could think about, relationships, dating, and beyond. Tasha and Dave are also so likable and funny. They interview with such ease, which makes the show so engaging and entertaining. They make their guests feel so comfortable, which makes them really open up, which in turn makes you feel like, as the listener, that you're in the room with them and a part of the fun. I cannot recommend this podcast enough. Which, and then I checked, was written by Kim Kral. Can you imagine that? Our our own favorite Kim Kral wrote this nice review of ours, and I wanted to share that because... um, you can't hurt, folks. It can't hurt to hear hear some love, spread some love. And uh, we appreciate all those kind words that Kim said. The truth is, the fact of the matter is, with this podcast, all we're trying to do is capture a little lightning in a bottle, the type of conversations we normally have with friends, family. Although I will say, um, being on the podcast, when we have guests on, it's a way... Uh, better excuse to ask them questions that might come off tacky if we were in the private life. Like, I just can't go up to a random friend and be like, so you polyamorous experience much in college or which way you've been swinging lately? You know, I can't really, well, sometimes you can, but on the podcast, you know, people come on with the expectation that they're going to open up and share. And we love nothing more than a guest who does just that. If you remember the last time Kim was on uh, in the pre-COVID days, if you can imagine what that was like, uh, Kim talked about blowing a guy for back stage passes to an sync concert, which might be, uh, you know, Tasha, we need to do a hall of fame for the, our favorite stories on the podcast. I, we forget half of them because we do so many of these. Oh, it would be so nice if we had like a super listener out there who wanted to compile their favorite stories. Cause we have Griff Pippin talking about, uh, shitting his pants and getting robbed at gunpoint in Mexico. That was a good story. We've got Kim getting blown. Uh, Jess Mulder has a pretty good story about, um, uh, a thrinder date that turned into a divorce. <laughs> we have some good stuff out there. Uh, and if you don't know those other ones, well, you better go look for those Easter eggs through our past. We've got almost 400 public episodes, and then we've got what's probably around 50 or 70, God, who knows at this point, Patreon episodes, uh, which is our private episode for members, which helps us fund the show. We are, uh, you know, get some extra funding from the several dozen or so of you that subscribe to our Patreon. We have different tiers, which means at different levels, you can get different types of content. Uh, We've had several people cash in at the top tier, which is homemade soap, which of course, as you know, Tasha and I have uh, curated, uh, we've saponified, if you will, some pretty great soap over the years. We've been making soap for about five years now. We always make a bunch and then we... um, store it away. And it's like wine, right? The longer it sits, the better it gets. And then you rub it on your balls, just like wine, right, folks? Uh, We've got peppermint soap. And by the way, I'm telling you this, and we're down to our last batch of soap. So one more person can take us up on this offer before we're out of soap. Uh, We plan on making it later this week. And then the next batch will be ready to go probably by the... by, well, by the summertime, I would say. But anyway, folks, so if you want to go onto the Patreon and support us, if you have the means to do so and want to spread love, it's the Brooklyn way. Go to www.patreon.com slash the sap, www.patreon.com slash T H E S A P. We hope you enjoy this episode. As you know, in the middle of this COVID shenanigan that we're dealing with, can we call it a shenanigan? 100,000 dying in our own country. I hope everyone's safe out there. Look, all we can do is try to keep our immunities up. I hope you guys are doing the same. Get as much safe sun as you can get, get as much safe sex as you can get, right? Release those endorphins. Come a little bit, folks. You know what I mean? Crinkle some toenails in bed. Get after it. Uh, You do all the things you can do to stay healthy out there and uh, keep your uh, family healthy. Big shout out to big sister, not that she listens, my sister Chase. Uh, It is her birthday today. Mother of four, turning 36, my Irish twin, Chase Chandler. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for being so loyal. Like I said, so during during the quarantine... 
uh, we've been doing these Skype interviews on and off. Now, we're trying to limit how many interviews we do because you and I both know these Skype interviews, quality-wise, can eat a bag of shit. I mean, it's just not the same as sitting around the table and talking shit with a nice LaCroix or a cold Tecate. You know what I mean? But actually, the, the quality's been better than I kind of expected it would be. And when we're interviewing old friends, it's a little bit easier. But um, as you guys know, apologizing in advance for um, any sort of lag that we experience, it's a little frustrating on our end when it happens. But that's why I'm kind of uh, giving you this lovely intro so that I can buffer you <laughs> As, as as we buffer with Kim on our uh, Skype interview. So I, guys, I hope you guys enjoy it. If you haven't already, uh, ways you can uh, promote us and help us out in return. Free ways are uh, sharing us with any of your friends that might want a dating or relationships podcast. And I always tell people, they say, oh, where should I start listening? I go, you know what? Flip open to our feed, right? You got 390 or so episodes. Flip open and find a title that looks like it you know, works for you. Just figure it out. Find a random one and start from there. Some, some people we know started from, you know, yeah, years ago, right? It's been almost, geez, it's been six years. I don't even keep track of this shit anymore. But anyway, it's all out there. It's all available for you and it's all free. So if you can support us by uh, making sure you subscribe and comment, like, and review five stars. And also this episode will be on YouTube along with all of our past recent episodes we've been putting as many episodes on youtube as we can video quality we got the video up on youtube and what i'm finding out folks is it is the easiest way to find new followers new subscribers it's got a way better algorithm for introducing new people to our content sometimes i feel like when we're doing this podcast alone in the abyss no one finds us we're always just being bounced around the charts bumped away from some celebrity who's got a hookup at a network where we've been you know podcasting from the get-go Right, we've been podcasting since before, you know, it was innovative for Conan O'Brien to start a podcast. Looking at you, Dak Shepard, he's actually pretty good at it. Hey, stay deck groundlings. Didn't pass class one. So yeah, uh, folks, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, if you are listening and do want to support us and you've done all those things, just go to my YouTube, Dave Neal. It's on the it's in the description and find these episodes and give it a thumbs up uh, and subscribe, leave a comment, all that jazz. It's an algorithm, folks. It's 2020. It's all we got. We got COVID-19 testing and all we're trying to do is get you to subscribe to the podcast because look, that's the only way we're making money these days. Hope you enjoy this episode and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Talking with Kim Crawl, our good friend Kim, uh, who's a host of the Crawl Space podcast. Is did I get that right? Crawl Space. Well, you made up the name. Well, look, I don't want credit for it, oh, but no, uh, frozen. No, no. Can, no, we can see you. Okay, I don't want credit for coming up with the name, but um, I do want credit for coming up with the name. I, uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> now you said somebody else also came up with the name. I, I don't believe it. I don't want to know about it. I'm taking full credit, 100. percent well, I was only friend, I thought I was only friends with him on Instagram. So like I'm telling you it was a day and a half that I was like, Oh my god, I'm so uncomfortable. What if they both find out that they both came up with like for like a day and a half I obsessed about this? And then I was like, The other guy's only friends with me on Instagram and then he came in on Facebook and he goes, I came up with that name and I was like, Oh no, we're friends on Facebook too <laughs> But I think you might have come up with this. To be fair, my uncle came up with it like 10 years ago. That's his email address. Uh, well, look, uh, any any smart person would associate the name Crawl with Crawl Space, I believe. But how's it going? How's the podcast going? You started it in the, in the heart of the quarantine. Yeah, um, good. This guy text messaged me who is like put me on a bunch of his shows and uh, and he runs great shows. He runs Matt Neal, funny, same last name. Um, and he was like, hey, you should do a podcast. Because I was doing those weird, I don't know if you guys watch on Instagram, but I was doing these weird stories where I recapped The Walking Dead and I was getting like, really mad about it. And I was getting so much feedback. People were like, this is the funniest thing. Because I, I hated Carl and the baby and like I'd talk a lot of shit. And so my buddy was like, you should do a podcast. And then I just recorded one and I just kept going. And then Ken and I are no longer doing the Kim and Ken show on Dash. So that's going to go to also Dash Radio Crawlspace. So it's huh, going that's good, exciting. 
That's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's it's hard to it, it's hard to do any long term collaborating with anybody because we're all just trying to do our own thing and people come and go. But are you you're you're obviously recording from from your home? Are have you been uh, fully quarantining yourself or are you loose? I know you got like a nice like pool complex there. What are what are the terms you've set for Kim Crawl? I'm quarantining. I'm I'm I've been to the store three times I think in the 70 days and I've gone on a couple of walks but other than that I've I don't know I I just I know a lot of people who are I actually know a lot of people who are sick not here in LA I have a friend from college who had who has a Lyme disease and she kind of like eight years ago or some shit and she's like on her deathbed always anyway and then somehow caught it and so she's like hasn't seen her husband or son in a month and like I just see that kind of stuff and to me I'm like I could probably just stay inside for a couple of months to save people like her life you know what I mean so I've laid out by the pool but only when no one's there and I don't know yeah I think it's healthy I'm, I'm strict it's healthy to be out and getting sun. We, they just opened up Griffith Park, so we went for a walk the other day. And, uh, you know, like I go for runs almost every day, and you just you kind of just zigzag around people. Like, you know, you cross the street when you see someone on that side, and it's just a it's like an added cardio exercise to, like, avoid people. But you know what's funny is watching uh, movies or even TV shows. Like, we just watched this show, uh, Dead to Me, and it's like it just got released this week, season two, but... It, whenever they shot that show six months ago, this wasn't even an issue. So it's funny watching people interact in a way that we just aren't doing anymore. And it's it's still, I think, not really even hitting my, me that, that this is our reality, you know? It's weird, yeah, to watch TV and see, like, yeah, people are in big crowds and people are, and it's just like not, what is TV going to look like after all this? Are they going to acknowledge it? I saw one comic go, I think it's just comedians. We all should come together and say we won't talk about the quarantine after, like, make any jokes. I don't think that'll happen. But, like, all entertainment will change forever because of this. Right? Yeah, that's such a that's such a good idea that if everyone came together and just decided, let's just give the audience a chance to, like, not deal with it, like, not think about it. But I also think it's good to talk things out. Like, there's going to be years worth of, like, where were you when this was happening or what were you doing or people's love lives change and their job. I mean, it's, yeah, it's going to be just like a ripple in our, in the, uh, in human humanity, really, of, like, of, like, what came out of this both good and bad you know like of course there's a lot of horrible things but then on the good side it's making people reevaluate like we were saying there's so many people that lived like barely surviving on the fritz during what was considered the best stock market of all time and all this and they and they and we a lot of people were barely surviving no savings and then it all gets wiped out and it makes you really wonder is this going to be enough for society to start to reevaluate um, how we sort of empathize with each other. Oh, for sure. How, how is Griffith too? Like I've, I've decided I'm going to hike next week. I was like, I'm going to give it a week to just see. I'm also scared, but like, <laughs> how was it? Was it, was it was fine. <laughs> was there it were a lot of people there. It was interesting because they had basically shut down um, the part of the road that goes up to the observatory. So you could really only park at like the bottom lots and like street parking so that was kind of funny because dave said like well this seems counterintuitive. like they're making us all park in this one space like next to each other instead of spreading out throughout the park but um it was kind of crowded uh more because we normally go on like weekday nights in normal world and there's not a ton of people there but it it sort of felt like what a weekend would feel like but I also you know it's big enough that I didn't feel like anyone was on top of me I only saw one or two people that didn't have masks on everyone was really like trying to observe like proper practices of wearing masks and maintaining social distancing so it it felt safe I was more worried about foxtails and Boone's feet than anything else yeah, that that trail costs us a lot of money. The mask thing is bananas to me. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no. You sorry? Yeah, uh, you you go for it. We're uh, we we got a lag here. But yeah, the the mask. I mean, like, are you now? Are you able to? I want. Are you? You're you're single, right? Are you seeing anyone? Yeah. I want you to go out there and and do some quarantine game. You know, like what's 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 your dating life been like? Are you meeting dudes with your mask on? I don't know. I, I mean, like, I'm 
taken I've taken this opportunity like right right before the the lockdown a guy that I was seeing and really liked which sucks because like had there not been a lockdown I would have gone out in the world and been over it and I'm just now kind of getting over it he asked for space to do his own and and like I can't fault him he was like I'm working on my own stuff like like growth wise and he's just like I just I'm not available for a relationship and I don't want to ghost you but I need space. And that was really hard. And so, like, I think I, I'm just now kind of getting over it. But I think if we were out in the real world, I would have already gotten over it. But now I'm just in my apartment with thoughts, you know. But I I kind of, like, thought about that. And I was just like, I think I'm going to, not because he was taking time. But I was like, I think I'm going to take the time to, like, work on myself. And, like, I was already kind of going there before I met this guy. So now I'm like, I feel like it's the universe being like, why don't we get to know her? And it's cliche, but, like, learn to love myself more before. I mean, you guys know I have terrible taste in men. So maybe it's time <laughs> I evaluate that and start to evaluate my, like, value myself so I can find a partner that also, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I don't know. I think dating is going to be a while for me. That sounds, that's sad. Yeah, that sounds like you're learning a lot. Well, how would you say post-pandemic uh, Kim will differ than pre-pandemic? Like, are you walking out of this like a butterfly? Is Has this uh, cocoon experiment done anything for you that you can acknowledge? <laughs> oh, no. you you there's, a, there's like a little bit of a... You broke up a little bit. Have when when it's all said and done, do you what what do you expect will change in in how you either value yourself or go into looking for partners or whatnot? <sighs> That's so hard because I'm like just in like the tip of like looking at like like I'm in therapy right now actually, and we're going through like all of the types of guys and like the solid pattern is like, I will like, I'll abandon myself for love. Right. And so like, just to get you to love me, I'll abandon myself. That's so shameful to admit, but it's true. And I think a lot of people do that. And like, I, I don't know when, when this ends, I think it's going to be just a matter of like, I put up with a lot of red flags in the past. And holding myself accountable to my new standards. Like when a guy is like, oh, I sometimes do cocaine and sometimes it's during the day before work. Old Kim would be like, he just does it sometimes. You know what I like? I would just excuse this insane behavior all the time. And I think just like, and I'm finding the more I'm valuing myself, the less like more toxic people are leaving my life. Even friends and better humans, even in the quarantine, I've gotten to know different people on a friend level that I wouldn't have, you know? So I think just holding myself accountable is that. Yeah. We'll see. Well, it's like uh, it's like how, you know, you can't meditate if you got the TV on or, or, or if you're actively listening to a podcast, you can't really get to that deep spiritual level of thinking. So as society has just stripped away all of, I mean, because look, if you look in the big picture, right, we've had 20 years of just more and more technology and ear pods and Bluetooth and nonstop social media. And then all of a sudden there's a, a section of that taken away from us. So it's really forced us to kind of think about what do we love the version of, of ourselves that we're living, you know? Yeah. I'm learning. Like I have some friends that are like live alone and they're having a really hard time alone. Like they're, I mean, I have one friend that after this, I'm like, I don't know if we can be friends. Like she's having parties. She's like, she's just not. And she has said, quote, I don't care. I'm not going to get sick. Like that kind of friend where I'm like, Oh, I don't know if we can, but she's like, I'm really having a hard time alone. That's what it is. And I don't know. I thought like this is the time that you use to like learn to love yourself and because you're getting rid of all the, like you said, all the constant distractions. I do. It's like yeah. we're able, I I have been going through a similar thing. Dave and I have been talking about it quite a bit. I think I hate my jobs <laughs> and I never realized it until quarantine because you know you live this life that's so busy and so full of distractions and full of commitments and full of friends and Netflix and whatever you can feed yourself to make yourself feel better that like you don't have a clear picture of what necessarily isn't quite right and so being in quarantine and not going to work I have felt uh, yeah a lot of emotional ups and downs just in general because I think that's totally normal when your life is topsy-turvy but um it's I've I've overall felt a sense of like calm that I haven't felt in a while 
And the thought of going back to work is so anxiety inducing that it's like, oh, light bulb, like by giving myself the space to address like what's an issue, that's, that's a real blessing for me. Like it's almost for your friend. She's, she's unhappy in whatever sector of her sector of her life, something's not working. And if the only way to like cope is to constantly fuel yourself with the distractions, you're not going to get to the bottom of the problem. Right. That's like the, the beauty and the scary part of quarantine is like, it's taking away a lot of distractions. It's taking out a lot of noise. We can't use our old coping mechanisms and these old bad habits that we have to like put our blinders on and just keep on trucking. No, yeah, you, at all. It, it's funny, like the distractions, I've, I'm working on this puzzle. This is like a weird left turn. I've never done a puzzle in my life, and it's a thousand pieces, and I hate it so much, but I'm like, I, I've been working on it the whole time we've been on lockdown. <laughs> it's only that I can't do it. I like, I got the outline, I've got like a little bit of the outline, and now I'm just like, but the last night I was like, I'm going to do this puzzle. And then I turned on a movie and then I had uh, like a th- an email thing I was responding to and I was doing, and then I was like, I'll color a little. I'm like, you can just do the fucking puzzle, turn everything off and just like, ensure, like, I don't think I, I did that before where it was just like, just, in- I mean, who knows the puzzle. I will get that puzzle done. But, but it's just <laughs> so many <distractions. laughs> That sounds like a lot of fun. Actually. I have a puzzle that my mom gave me for like my birthday or something ages ago that we haven't even taken Let's the wrapping off. Let's we should do it. do it. That's a good quarantine. Oh, how project. about this? If you ever, if you ever need a uh, company while you do a puzzle, we'll do a puzzle on our end and we'll FaceTime you and we can all just be <laughs> a puzzle, puzzle party, a puzzle zoom <laughs> party. <laughs> that sounds so fun. Although you guys would finish it a lot quicker and then I would get it even more like, I'm telling you, so I tried to do this puzzle before, and then my handyman, this is such a weird story, but I tried to do the puzzle before, and I had it on my table, and my handyman, I hate this guy. I know that's mean. I hate him. Every time he comes into my place, he pees, he leaves up the toilet seat, he does not wash his hands. This is, And I don't know what to like. So then I started putting things in my bathroom or lying and saying I had my cat in my bathroom. Like, why does he need to use my toilet? You know what I mean? Like... So I one day wasn't home when he was working on my apartment and he knocked over this puzzle. Like I had more, less done than I have now, knocked it over, right? And I came home and it was knocked over. I was crushed. A couple of months later, he has to come in and fix something else. And the puzzle's back up and he has the audacity to look at me and go, huh, taking me a long time to do this puzzle, right? <laughs> I saw red. I was like, Maybe if you didn't lock it down the last time you were here. And he was like, what? And he goes, I think that was your cat. I'm like, they haven't touched. We got in this like weird fight. He hasn't been back since. so <laughs> <laughs> weird. I'm like, I will. And then I'm going to glue it and frame it, maybe. I don't know. What do people do when they're done with it? <laughs> yeah, good. that sounds about right. You know, before, uh, before I make a puzzle, sometimes I do cocaine. That's kind of my way of getting things going. Um, I'm like you where like, you know, what's crazy to me is Ta- Tasha's got the ability to, to like really, um, I know I could imagine her as a kid in the sandbox, just completely happy by herself. And I would have to be like, I mean, it's, it's literally the way we met. She was like alone at a table and I like came up to her. Like I can't, I don't, I don't like being alone or li- I, I like to be in action. So for me to be doing a puzzle, I mean, a lot of, I, I'd have to like be completely done renovating every aspect of my apartment to want to pick up a puzzle. It's just not in my DNA as something I want to do. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Maybe, maybe it just seemed, I, I grew up with such a boring childhood, like no TV, a single mom. There was really no. z- zero entertainment in my life. So I had to always go out and find it. So I, so I hate being inside. Um, so that's why like every night I, I just cherish these runs I go on where I run up to the top of the hill. And by the way, the views, you're going to see this at Griffith. The views of Los Angeles are amazing. I mean, they've cut out, I don't know, probably 95% of the carbon emissions. So the whole city is just looking gorgeous. I mean, it's it's really been a, such an interesting case study for like, you know, the, some positives after all of this. But yeah, um, you, you guys are both right about this inventory we're talking about that we're taking on ourselves. And I'm always retrospective. I'm always looking at like, why do I, why do I get mad at Tasha for this? Or why do I get stressed out? And, and you know, what, what, what is it? And I'm still 
pushing along trying to find creative things to do so like i if you if you were to if this quarantine were to take away my camera and and the podcasting equipment i probably would uh i probably would just start fights nonstop. <laughs> like i'd have nothing else to do you know really i just need stuff yeah i'm I- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just, I just need. I mean, I just need to stay bit. Like, I, I don't. I, I never read. Just sit down to read a book. Like, I just don't do that. So, I, so you wonder. You know, with with you and the uh, the puzzle, it's like you wonder: should you be doing the things you're avoiding the most? Is that what you need the most, or is it, or is just sometimes things are just not built into your DNA? It's like something you love to do. It's interesting because that's a that's like a constant struggle I have in terms of just like anything. Like, if I am I avoiding doing this thing because I need to do it, or am I doing self care and I don't want? You know what I mean? Like, it's like I can't think of a good of example right now. But just like any like because I'll avoid things like I owe it money when I when it's going to be good for me. You know what I mean? And then sometimes I don't want to do something just because it's like it's not good for me. I don't want to do it. So like the reading, I don't know. I'm like Tasha. I can. I had a bizarre childhood where I was left to my own devices all the time. So I, I'm fine in this environment. I live alone. People yeah. are like, "Are you going?" I'm social, but I'm fine in this environment. No, I'm. I'm really thriving. I'm chill. <laughs> we can stay like this forever. I'm totally fine with it. Like, I, it's funny because you say you had no entertainment. You had to entertain yourself, and you went out and got it. I also had no entertainment. I had to in out entertain myself and I I found ways to do it I love solitaire I love reading like you know it's just we've we obviously we're naturally introverts and extroverts well we're not that different in that you like as a kid you give me a box of legos I'll go to town and same as like as an adult if I'm editing something there's plenty of time I do spend by myself I think I just like I like, like, I like, I'd rather be writing. If I'm going to get writing done, I'd rather be sitting outside at a patio at Starbucks than be inside. There's just something about knowing that society, yeah, there's something about knowing that society's moving and shaking around me. The things that we'll have to see how it pans out, we don't know right now, but like uh, the rates of depression, suicide, all these issues of people that were already on the brink and then they had that one thing. Like, imagine the person who the one thing that was keeping them you know, on the fritz was that eye contact and smile they got from their cashier once a week, you know? I actually wanted to share this story. It's got, it's, it's got no relevance to anything, but I had the most compassionate, I don't know if it was a connection with this grocery bagger the other day. I was at an Albertsons, which I never go to. Don't really like Albertsons. And by the way, I walked into Albertsons with my... Here. Yeah, there's one up on Vermont. Los yes. So I'm walking down the aisle and after about 10 minutes, realize I was walking down the wrong way of the aisle, you know, because in today's world, some of these stores have directions. One way. So yeah. I'm going, I'm going upstream already. And then I, I do my whole I thing. I, I, I go to check out. Um, there's something about me that and it might be projecting, but whenever I see like younger men or teens, like um, I start to immediately feel for whatever their struggle might be. And again, I, this, this could be so like when that, when that uh, make America great teenager with the hat on and that tribal situation, do you remember that when the, 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 he was apparently in someone's face from Covington Catholic, I I immediately felt bad for that kid in a way where like I, I saw my teen brother anyway. So I'm going through the checkout and there's, there's like a, a guy, a younger guy. He might have been a teen. He might have been 20. I don't know what his age was because we I had masks on. He had masks on. But he's he's bagging the groceries, but he's like kind of bad at it. And I just felt bad for him because then I'm projecting this is a guy that probably needed the work. So he took a job bagging groceries and he doesn't really know how to do it yet. And he's apologizing to me. And I'm looking at him with my eyes. I can't really show the part of my body that I spent my whole life using to communicate with people, like a friendly smile, flash some teeth. And I just looked at him and I wanted to hug this guy for, <laughs> for bagging my groceries. <laughs> There's no point to this. I just wanted to have this moment where like, and I said, and I was really like sincere with my thank you for him for helping me out. But I just had this mo- this human connection in a really just weird situation. And I was like, I think those are the moments we might remember when we go back to normal whenever that happens. Yeah. That's, it's, like, I, that reminds me, when I went to Trader Joe's on one of my runs uh, last week and the masks. And I, I've gone to Trader Joe's 
twice and I've cried both times with the cashier. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I think that it's just because it's like human connection and it is like, he, he's, I can't help him. I always, you know, you always help the Trader Joe's people bag and you're not allowed to. And so I'm trying and there's like a plexiglass up and we're trying to talk. And I was just like, oh, I feel so awkward not helping you. Like there's so much groceries. I'm sorry. And he goes, no, it's okay. It's the world now. And he's, and I was just like, thank you so much for working. And he's like, it's, what did he say? He was just like, oh, I grew up in Hollywood and I really want to, what did, I don't know. It was really moving. It was like, I just want to step up and I just want to help people. And I want to make sure everyone's safe and happy. And like, I want us all to be healthy. And I was like, stop talking. I almost made it through Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I stepped out of the girl bagging and we're all like this. And he's like crying. I'm like, oh, I've cried every time I've gone out. But it's, I think it's just these humans, like we're, I hear some people are being meaner, but for the most part, I'm seeing human kindness. It's like, that's one thing that's coming out of oh, all yeah. this is like, yeah, the shitty people are getting shittier, but they're always going to be shittier. But like, it's like highlighting humans are good. You know, we're all just doing our best. That's a great way to put it. How, how, what have you seen, Tasha? Like, what would you, how would you say you've seen society from your eyes? What's the changes? I know it's a big question to ask. What's the changes? I'm emotional thinking about the 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 bagger. I I wish I was a billionaire so I could just give him here take all the money I had. Like I just was like it had this raw weird feeling where I was but like you were projecting onto him. You made up his whole backstory without knowing anything about I this got a guy. Whole so thing. <laughs> we're calling him Jeremy. He's a good kid. He's trying to pay off his college loans. But I, there was that moment where like we look at people. And I'm not saying he what I'm not I'm not saying he was beneath me, but it's a position that's like an entry level job. And this is a guy that I'm I'm like thinking, wow, he's really trying to bag the shit out of my groceries. He was really trying. He had messed up, and there was two things left. And he was like, he was like, um, it wasn't enough for a new bag. So he was like, but it wouldn't fit into the current bag. He just didn't know what he was doing. So he was like, oh, I could put these in a bag. He had, he had, uh, underpacked one of my bags. So he goes, I'll put these in that bag. I was like, yeah, put them in that bag. I got plenty of room. I was like super on board with his decision-making. And I was like, really just trying, like, I hope that, I hope that even for a minute, he was like, yeah, that, that dude was cool. Like, I just wanted to give him whatever You're right, because th there are a lot like of shitty smile. people out there. And I'm sure that, you know, we, I've heard all sorts of stories about grocery ch cashiers and baggage people and whatever, just getting chewed out over stupid stuff. People going nuts, upset that there's not toilet paper or paper towels or whatever. Those people will always exist. And we just have to, you know, let them go. Uh, but I, I think you're right. In general, I have seen a lot of kindness. I've seen a lot of stupidity too. How many people <laughs> do you see with their masks, with their nose out? It's like, buddy, that, that's not how it works. I, there needs to be a PSA on, on how to wear a mask over your mouth and nose. On how to wear a mask. <laughs> I, have, I have every neighbor I've seen go, and I don't know, every neighbor I've seen out to go out get to get delivery food they don't wear their mask. I'm whispering now because, like, if my windows are open, but like, uh, they don't wear their masks, and I'm like, you're not like you wear your mask to protect the delivery guy. Yeah, it's not like it's not the other way around. People, I think sometimes you know you just forget. Once I took the dog out and I forgot to put my mask on to take the dog out because it was just early. My brain wasn't up yet. Uh, but the yeah. whole time I was out, I was like looking over my shoulder, so nervous, like trying to hurry up and get the dog back in because I didn't want to be that person who's getting dirty looks because I'm out here potentially infecting other people. But I, I drove. Know, it's just it's going to be the new normal. People are going to have to figure. I mean, hugs are not going to exist anymore. Handshakes might go away if you think about that. Like it's a cultural thing, but like you know. Japanese people don't shake hands, right? You know, that's just not something that's part of their hug. culture. No, I'm hugs sticking to hugs. And, and handshakes are probably going to go away hugs, for at you, least you the next year. Breathe away from people you and you don't, you go fabric to fabric. Still, it's probably not the smartest idea. Oh. Masks full time all the time. I mean, we really are going to have to learn how to communicate kindness without smiling. Maybe like the, our... the prayer, like namaste type of thing. I'm not even kidding when I say it. I, I want to go, I'm going back to Albertsons and I'm going to go namaste that bagger. I'm getting emotional thinking about him. I'm going to namaste him. 
like, that guy's back again. <laughs> he's like really creeped out. Dave's like stalking him, trying he's to like, show him extra kindness. He's like, look, man, I'm straight. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to blow you, but I'm just trying to make you happy. What can I do for you? I'll suck your dick. Um, yeah. <laughs> I when 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 Tasha when we mentioned the shitty people that exist, I think it's just a good example. Like even when um when with any confrontations of there's people that will expect the best out of the out of the conversation and give people the best benefit of the doubt, and then there's those people that are operating from fear, and that's what a lot of relationship uh conversations come down to with friends. It's like is like if you have a friend who's an asshole, it's like. Are they an asshole? Yes. But is it because they're afraid you're going to leave them like their dad did? Probably. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, people are walking around. I actually saw something on Instagram this morning, and I think I saved it, but I don't know where my phone is. It doesn't matter. But it was talking about like how to best serve each other in a relationship, right? And the I think the number one thing that was listed was like recognizing that other people's um, pain hurt defensiveness comes from like a wounded inner child that hasn't been addressed. You know, some people just aren't, haven't done the work that gets them to this upper level yet. It takes time. Some people spend their whole lives just like trying to work through this like trauma or, you know, some, maybe it's like a DNA sort of trauma that's just like ingrained in people. And some people are lucky enough to be able to get to like work through that stuff and figure it out relatively easily and quickly and other people aren't. And so we just have to show a little compassion for people who haven't quite got like the, the bigger picture, the bigger perspective yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I. I don't talk about it, but since you brought it up, I. I I'm doing the inner child work, and it is banana. It's like I had a super sketchy childhood, and like just working through like all the wounds, and that. Yeah, that the inner child work is a game changer. It's terrifying, but it's it's a game changer, and it's. And I think you're right. Having compassion, like I'm lucky. I found a support group that has helped me figure out how to like heal these wounds, but. My friend that I'm having a hard time with because she's having parties and stuff. You're right. She's operating under fear, operating through fear. She's afraid of being alone. She's afraid with those on thought and like just having a little bit more compassion for not every, I don't know. I don't, not everyone's an asshole, right? Yeah. I, I feel like not, I, I heard this the other day and then I tried to use it and it didn't come off well. The guy was like, oh shit. And I was like, okay, well I didn't like someone, what did they say? They're like, ah, even Hitler had friends. <laughs> there's a delay <laughs> there's such a delay so there's a moment where you both are like, <laughs> like damn it <laughs> but like I think everyone is I don't think everyone's fully bad you know what I, like I think this has made me look at more not go back and stop the, the bagger compassion but I'm going to I'm going to take everyone to go meet this bagger. Aisle 7. Everyone go to aisle 7 and just give this guy the gift of love. But uh you're right. Aside from psychopaths, most people operate with yeah, the like best intention. 99% of people always I I would say most people try to do the right thing want to do the right thing and life is complicated and a little bit hard and sometimes you don't always make the right decision. That um what are we, what you were just talking about it the dead to me show the show on Netflix have you watched it I haven't but I it's should. a good show I, I mean her. it's a bunch of good people that made bad decisions and you you feel for them and it it makes you wonder shit what would what would I do? You know, you, you people screw up and sometimes screw up big time, but that doesn't mean they're all bad person. It doesn't mean they deserve to be punished forever. You know, people make mistakes. And I guess during this time, we're trying to just figure out how to be, show each other a little more compassion. And you know what the key is that I see, and I know I've heard this other places, is that if you can look at people and see the, in their, the inner child in them, you realize that you, you, like like when Ta Tasha and I've had issues, you know, we've probably no more or less than anybody else. We just air them out. And um, she, you slapped me once. And the way I got around that, what, and it wasn't like I, I didn't have her jacked up against the wall. She, she had every, she had every uh, ability to not slap me. You know, we weren't like, and I just thought of her as a three-year-old not being able to use her words in that situation. 
Well, you don't like this example? I, I'm trying to recall slapping you. Yes. I don't remember. Blackout rage. <laughs> no, it, she wasn't even in a... I was like, I want to hear that story. She wasn't even in a super rageful way, but whatever her thoughts were, whatever limbic system flare happened, it was enough to convince her to hit me across the face. And I was like, gosh, what... Like, where did you go wrong where you thought that was the next part of that conversation? <laughs> and there's sometimes, and guys have this with other guys, where like, you, next thing you know, you're fight, you, you're almost ready to fight a guy, and you're like, how did we get here? We were just drinking, singing Sweet Caroline at the bar. Like, it's just crazy how quickly we can get to this protect the self mode, and the quarantine will show, will expose that negative side, but hopefully we just keep exposing all the good things that happen. And like you've been talking about, do the work on ourselves to realize, all right, they can take everything away from us. We still have heartbeats and um, we, we still have the ability to connect with each other. I wanted to show you this now that Tasha brought it up. This is the level of quarantine that we're at. This is an iced coffee with a, I can't really show it to you. This is an iced coffee with, okay. with, a, with a peep in it. That's the level of quarantine we're at. Do you see it? It looks like a banana. It's a, an Easter it's peep. An Easter yeah. peep in the iced coffee. His mom sent us a two two containers. What do you, what do you call it? Two packages of peep. So we broke into them finally last night. I'm not, I've been eating a lot of sugar in this quarantine. Sugar is my coping me mechanism for quarantine. How is that? I'm like, how does, does it like it melt? Yeah, it's kind of dissolved. Oh, she can't see it. You're gonna spill on my thing. I can kind of see it. Like a chewed up orange right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, like a, a banana. I not only that I put, I put the peep in her coffee and then I and then I took icing for, left over from our birthday cakes and I made a tea on it. So I was really trying to give her the sugar to wake up out of bed. But yeah, we've been we've been eating a lot of uh, there's been a lot of baking and a lot of crockpot soups. Um, we, we've, we've experienced several, or at least I have experienced several levels of fat since this has begun. And, um, I think I'm sort of back to where I started, but I'm also like every night there, we just sort of know to get the food out. It's always like, it's never the first dinner. It's the second dinner. And then the second dessert, we just start piling them on. You know what I mean? But how's your, like, if I was alone, like you are, I would be, I'd gain 25 pounds easily. You know, I, I've actually, I started this 30 days with, uh, Adrian, which is like a 30 day home yoga on YouTube. And then I also, so I did this weird, okay. I took this exercise class when I was in high school for like all four years as an aerobics class. And she played this crazy guy. And I like the first like two weeks, like DM'd people from high school that I was in that class. I was like, I want to know who this guy was. His name is Gilad, and he's on uh, um, Amazon Prime. I'm in, like, the 30-day free trial, and it's, like, 20 minutes of, like, and it's, like, from the 80s, like, the most intense workout I've ever done. <laughs> so I've, I was just, like, I've been working out almost every day. I don't know, I'm kind of doing well in quarantine. Like, I haven't gained weight. I haven't – I've wanted to lose a little bit of weight, and I haven't done that. But, like, I've also – I learned I know how to cook. I made this crazy chicken. I had this <laughs> – I had these apples that I didn't want to eat all these apples. So I just like made this like filling for apple pie. And then I strained the apple juice. And this is so weird. I was like, ah, oh, we'll see if it, if it doesn't work. I guess I just, you know, wasted a chicken. That's whatever. <laughs> but I, and then I strained the, the brown sugar. And then I put a bunch of Louisiana and a hot sauce on it. And then I let it marinate for 24 hours. And then I cooked it. And it's, guys, I think I know how to cook. And I never thought I could do that before. I don't know. And I've been baking a little bit. I made gluten, gluten-free vegan banana bread twice. Wow. Mm, you'll have to send us your yeah. recipe for that. I will. It's, it's, it's paleo. It's like birth quick or something like that. It's like the mix. And then you put Coke. I'll send it to you. Yeah. We've but been doing a lot of gluten-free baking. Know. So I haven't. Yeah. So, uh, the question I sorry to interrupt you. The question I wanted to ask you is about the podcast. So, what what would you say Crawl Space is all about? Give us the pitch so our listeners, because because I'll say this, everyone's heard you on our podcast before, and we just loved. I mean, your story about you know blowing a guy to get backstage passes to Backstreet Boys or Instinct, whichever it was. It's um, unique. 
Instinct. Sorry. Yeah, I don't mean to smear your name with a Backstreet Boy. <laughs> but um, I, if people can expect anything l- like that, I'm sure they're going to want to tune in. So give a pitch for Crawl Space. I finally told that story on Crawl Space yesterday. Like, I released the episode of that. It's called My First Low Job and Instinct Backstage Passes. So, I thank you for bringing that story. And I mentioned you guys, so thank you for bringing that story out of me. Um, so, there's two shows now. The live show, I'm going to have a guest. And you guys will obviously be on the guest. On the, and But in the closet is just basically, it's me just like, talking uh, most honest like i'm in it's okay i haven't had to do this yet it's in a closet so it's like metaphorical kind of like a confessional and i just talk about stories of my life and it's just like completely raw there's no edits there's no cuts and like i just i like the feedback i've gotten is just like it's insanely honest i say the quiet parts out loud it's you know it's gotten i've gotten sad i've gotten happy but i'm in this tiny space so i'm able to just really i tell stories of my weird life and and then I have three segments, one that's called Too Much Information, so Too Much Information, <laughs> and which is basically most of the podcast. And then uh, I'm One Lucky Broad. I end every episode with talking about one thing I'm grateful for. And then I've had one guest so far. It hasn't released yet, but I made him talk about why he's One Lucky Broad. And then I have The Poop Scoop, where I force myself or my guests to tell me a very humiliating, funny poop story about themselves. Cause everyone has one and we all, I feel like it brings us all together. Like we're like, Oh, I'm human. Everyone's poops their pants. Everybody so, poops their I, pants. <laughs> That's so true. I, I love the format. I love that you've got those like segments on your show. Um, what, so you, you said it was, uh, you said you, at the end of your episode, you say why you're a lucky broad. Yeah. I'm one lucky broad because, and then, you know, whatever it is that day. It's been in quarantine. It's basically been that I'm just being taken care of. Can you know we, I mean? um, like everything is fine. Can we each do say why we're a lucky broad today? Can we do that to end this, uh, this chat? Oh my God. I would love that. Yeah. Does Tasha want to start? No, I need to think for a second. All right, Tasha needs to think. I'll, st- I'll go first. Uh, uh, and I, I, I'm a lucky broad because I've been able to relate with strangers, uh, and feel uh, happy feelings from just interacting with people in public that you know normally I would just take for granted. So I, I feel like I'm lucky that I've had the the that my ears open to kind of you know hear hear that side of humanity throughout all this. Tasha, I love that. I love that. I uh, you and the bagger are gonna be best friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be best friends all the time. <laughs> Uh, I'm one lucky broad because I have such a supportive and loving partner to help walk me through all the ups and downs. Thank you, honey. I appreciate that. Kim. Um, well, I'm one lucky broad because, okay, I didn't, I wasn't thinking I was listening. (laughs) Um, I'm one lucky broad because yeah, I'm going to go with it again. I've been taken care of so well in this quarantine. I get to do podcast with people like you guys i don't know i'm thriving I, I have food in my stomach and i have a roof over my head so i'm one lucky broad simplicity I'm not that's what it that's what it's all about yeah. is it whittle by the way i wanted to tell you your lighting's really good on your end of things I just have a, ring. a ring light i'm so excited a ring light yeah i've been getting all these uh um uh self-takes and the first couple of ones were just real bad lighting. And then I ordered this ring light and I, it, it's a game changer. I think I'm going to walk around with it in front of me. <laughs> once no, it's good. They You're make sure. tiny ones for your cell phone. They make tiny clip on ones so that you can. I have one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got the ring light on. We'll put it on in the daylight. We don't care. The older I get, the more ring light I need under these eyes. I have no problem, but, um, well, look, we, uh, we, uh, Got to get going, but it's so good to hear from you. And I, I just envision maybe we can get like a plastic wall or something at our place and start having guests in. I would love, I would love to start having guests in person because I've talked a lot of shit about Skype interviews because it's it's obviously tricky, but um, it it makes it a lot easier on our end when we're talking to somebody that we already know and love. So we appreciate you coming on, and I really appreciate that you're 
doing your podcast because I think you've got a great voice and you've already shown us so much authenticity with it. So I think people are going to really like relate to just hearing you chat. So keep it up. And um, yeah. Oh, and also thank you. I didn't, I'll read it afterwards, but thank you so much for the nice uh, review you left on our podcast. I read this beautiful review and then I didn't, it doesn't. And then at the bottom, it said who it was from. And I was like, Oh, that's so nice. I was kind of hoping it was from a stranger who was listening because you know, that would have been like, Oh, great. But, the, the, <laughs> but I was like, it's, it's worth just as much that it's from a peer of ours. But yeah, so uh, everyone, I, I read yours today too. So thank you. I read your, I was going through the, you know, you read the reviews and I read yours today and I was like, Oh, that's so nice. I bet they didn't have to do that. But that was so, you know, people, so and nice. people who don't, have their own podcast don't realize like how important and quick it is to send a nice review because it might not make a big difference, but like somebody we have, we have this kind of like psycho who she was sending me hate mail for a while. And then she finally gave us a two star review. And I found out it was the same person because I, I could recognize one of the words she used. No one else has ever used. So anyway, she left a two star review and I'm like, well, it doesn't really kill out of several hundred reviews. It's not the worst, but if someone's on the fence looking at three podcasts and they go, huh, how do I want to spend my road trip? And they, see this horrible review it's like oh jesus christ you know what i mean so it's nice that you, your review bumped her out of the way so now they can see your good review but, oh, yay. <laughs> but anyway yeah, it takes only a minute i started doing a follow friday because once i started a podcast i realized like oh it takes two minutes to do this it means a ton to the person so i was like and also i have no content on my instagram so selfishly i was like oh i can now have like something to post every friday and it's good for people I love. Yeah. And I'll say this aside from the algorithm side of why it's good. It's nice to just get some affirmations for what we do. So if people out there don't have a podcast, send somebody you love a nice text message, review their life, send them a nice life review, rate them five stars and tell them why. And I think that's what we all need to hunker down with in these times is telling the people we love why we love them. And and not take any of that shit for granted because when all this other bullshit leaves our uh, existence, it comes down to who's going to answer the phone when we call them. And that's, that's what we need to cherish, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. Perfectly said. All right. Well, we'll let you go. Yay. Go make some apple pie uh, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much for chatting with us and, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, talk to you soon. All right. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Kim Crawl, everybody. Kim Crawl. Don't we love Kim Crawl? Yeah, she's a sweetheart. Blowing guys for NSYNC tickets. <laughs> of all the nice things, that's the one thing I say. Um, we're going to... This is... We, we've... We've had, this is the first time we've recorded a podcast maybe five days before it comes out. But, you know, everyone's always like, oh, like I want to do your Skype. And we and I never set up. I never schedule a time. Here's what I've learned about the podcast, about anything in the quarantine. As easy as it is to stick to a schedule because we have nothing else to do, people are still flaking on each other for all their shit. Because that's, that's the thing. Other shows, people go, yeah, I can't even get a guest. They keep flaking on me. It's like, all you got to do is pick up the fucking phone. Yeah, I think that says more about like um, the person doing the flaking than anything else. Uh, I know for a long time I really struggled with like the ability to just say no when something didn't feel right. I mean, even this week, you know, we were asked to do this shoot that just like wasn't going to be a good idea for us. And I felt super guilty saying no. Sometimes you, but, but you you got to do either no or yes because if you commit to something you need to honor those commitments but it just takes a little bit of practice and training to figure out how to do that how to set your boundaries and then how to you know live on your like highest level at, in your highest state by honoring your commitment. You know, that's a whole nother podcast. We'll have to tease for another time. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can start reading on it, but yeah, the ability to say no, like the, the more we, we get into doing certain things, you know, the less free time you have and you need to be able to just decide what's not worth doing. But it's also, there's been a few times where we've been on the fence about things and we do it and and it's a blast. So you never know, you never know what the decision is going to be, but you know, you, you got to take care of yourself before you start offering. Well, and trust your instincts. I wanted to share one thing with you, but I got to look it up really quick. I saw that what I thought was the coolest metaphor for the two different types of people that exist out there. And I wanted to share it with you. So, um, yeah, I found it right away. Uh, 
this I, I'm going to read this. Uh, it, uh, it goes, uh, the shopping cart is the ultimate litmus test for whether a person is capable of self-governing. To return the shopping cart is an easy, convenient task and one which we all recognize as the correct, appropriate thing to do. To return the shopping cart is objectively right. There are no situations other than dire emergencies in which a person is not able to return their cart. Simultaneously, it is not illegal to abandon your shopping cart. Therefore, the shopping cart represents itself as the apex example of whether a person will do what is right without being forced to do it. No one will punish you for not returning the shopping cart. No one will fine you or kill you for not returning the shopping cart. You gain nothing by returning the shopping cart. You must return the shopping cart out of the goodness of your own heart. You must return the shopping cart because it is the right thing to do, because it is correct. A person who is unable to do this is no better than an animal, an absolute savage who can only be made to do what is right by threatening them. You know, that is sort of true, but... Here we go. The savage. Aldi makes you put a quarter into the cart in order to take a cart off of the carousel. And you only get your quarter back when you return the cart and lock it in. And that sort of is a governance to make sure that people do the right thing. And it probably keeps their costs down because they don't have to pay a a person to like wander the parking lot and collect all the parks that uh, all the carts that all the selfish assholes just left selfish lying around but even in that even in that thing that someone posted there was people being like yeah well what if you have kids and it's like there's oh no, I, I guess should still always return the shopping yeah, and cart. maybe somebody's you know barely and honestly it's bad karma to not return the shopping cart i mean i feel like if your car gets dinged by like a rollaway shopping cart in the lot <laughs> <A> rollaway cart <laughs> Then it's probably karma because you didn't put your shopping cart back properly. I'm a big, there's a lot of ways in which I don't follow rules. You know, there's a lot of rules that I'll, I'll uh, question why they're there and feel that I'm either above them or the rules shouldn't exist. One of which being um, the masks. You know, we talk about the masks, but if I'm going for a jog, I'm not putting a mask on to go for a jog. Listen, the science says that because you are deep breathing, you are spreading the virus more and also more capable of contracting the virus because you are doing hot, deep breathing and a lot of like respirations per minute or something. So you're expelling, you know, they say the typical person just talking and breathing, the particles aren't going very far. It's more likely to spread from a cough or a sneeze or if the person who is contagious is sitting under an air vent so anyone like downwind from them in the air vent is likely to get it but in general the particles don't go very far or and don't linger in the air for very long unless the person is deep breathing and propelling those particles so a runner is a person who is more susceptible to get it and also more susceptible to spread it. So there's a reason why they want runners to well, wear Well, let me challenge you with this. What if because I'm not wearing a mask, I feel more inclined to go for a jog, which lowers my heart rate because I'm uh, of stronger in sound cardio cardiovascular strength. So I'm actually breathing less heavy. It's not lowering your heart rate you to know, go for a run. You're probably right on all that, and we just don't know. But uh, the point was is we that... We do know. <laughs> well, agree to disagree. <laughs> you know when someone says agree to disagree, they've just lost a conversation. <laughs> well, we'll agree to disagree. You, you say there's no weapons of mass destructions. We'll agree to disagree. It's like, bush. Okay. Um, went on a tangent there. Uh, but the point was is that I'm very prideful, even though it's not a rule uh, to necessarily abide by that. I'm very prideful with my shopping cart etiquette, um, and all that jazz. Um, so people out there, uh, are you taking care of your shopping carts? It's a, it's a beautiful metaphor for something that is so very irreverent out there. Um, that was a nice chat with Kim. Sounds like she's doing okay. I mean, can you, can you imagine? I know, I know, you know, you enjoy your free time, but like you also like to sort of rumble, rumble in the sheets with me. Can you imagine being alone for 70 days? I think I would do okay. You know who I think is probably having the hardest time? Someone who's just gone through a breakup right before quarantine. That would be the worst. I think once you're in your groove of solo living, then like, yeah, totally fine. I was thinking about making a YouTube video called the 10 pictures to put in your quarantine Tinder photos. And I would just like make like ideas. Like if you're, like if you're single and have Tinder, I think you 
you uh, you take photos with like testing kits with like um masks that have like you know condoms uh, pockets in them you know what i mean like almost like holding up your like free and clear note from your yeah doctor. that's like how like uh they the, on grinder they have a but don't they have a button on your grinder you know that says how, like, you like you're clean they i have, don't know they have like an uh, an aids thing that's there's a term i'm not going to get into it. i've heard this from my gay friends there's a term where uh, for like clean versus in you know infected because they were so it was such a serious thing obviously that um that it would, they were open and honest about like if you're if you're gonna be having sex all over the place, you gotta you know t- they do the testing every day at the fucking. Well, I think shop. not just in the gay community, but anywhere people should be upfront and honest. Yeah, but you know gonorrhea is not gonna wipe you out like a little uh, HIV plus. You know what I mean? Like we've we're uh, he- the heteros have gotten pretty lucky with uh, you know how bad a little HPV can can uh, treat you. Versus, I mean, come on, let's be honest. I mean, it was true because I was raised, you know, thinking that it, that any any uh, unprotected sex was going to give you uh, AIDS. Thank you very much, Health Department of Portsmouth, Rhode Island, the uh, Catholic diocese, made sure everyone knew they were going to go burn in hell if they had sex. And then you talk to a doctor, and they go, "Yeah, well, how, have you had gay sex? No. Okay, then you're fine." You know, that's just. Or the idea was that the old joke they'd say, like, uh, you know, if you're a heterosexual guy and you. Uh, got HIV that you're just, uh, you know, keeping a secret. You had sex with another guy. That's how you would get it. That's a joke. Well, I butchered it folks. You know, I butchered it. Were you trying to go somewhere before? Agree to disagree. Okay, what you were saying was, you know how like sometimes like I'll get messages in my DMS from like rich Saudis or something. And they're like flashing their watches and holding a wad of cash and like a tiger on a leash, like leaning on a Lamborghini. That's like holding up your box of extra gloves and like showing your your, dick, all your spare Lysol wipes and uh, a collection of masks. I was like saying, yeah, yeah, it'd be like your hoard of toilet paper stacked to the ceiling. Or like a photo. That's how you flex yeah. in the modern day. A showing photo off all your of your supplies. Netflix account in good standing. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's right. I don't only have Netflix. I got stars, Showtime, HBO, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, Roku, TV. I got the Nat Geo channel. I'll keep going. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I agree with you that being uh, in solitary confinement, although that's the thing is like people take it as solitary confinement. There's a million things you can do right now. Like I would do this right now if you wanted to. Um, I've had friends go drive through uh, Angeles National Park. It's called Angeles National Park. Angeles National Forest. National Forest. You go drive through there with the top with the uh, sunroof open at sunset. You know, there's a million things you can do. We've been enjoying. Uh, we, you know, we've we've celebrated our birthdays with our Starbucks drive-through. Like, you know, it's it's not all peaches out there, but it's it's not as dire as you know. I'll say this, and we'll get out of here. But I think it's a good litmus test for how are you going to live your life. Are you going to find the positives? in this situation or are you going to complain about all that's been stripped away now i don't think people should just go quietly into the night if the government's gonna you know take away their freedom we're obviously seeing people a lot of people protesting and that's good but to let's an extent. be real there's a million other ways that the government is stealing our freedom besides making us stay home to protect public and, well health. that's part of the problem that's part of the problem is that if there wasn't so I much mean, they literally being cried, passed like what two days ago or a day ago that now the police don't need a search warrant for your brow our history yeah like that's the stuff that we should be worried about not that we have to close businesses and stay home to avoid a health emergency yeah like i don't need the fbi wondering why i googled how to you know uh, moisturize your frenulum i don't need this what's a frenulum it's the bottom part of the head of your dick the part that looks like it was seamed together by some actually i think it was seamed together i think your sack i could be wrong but i think your sack was like closed off in utero <laughs> oh in that like so it's like an acid start as female i know i basically have a, just a big and then old the clitoris clit. becomes the head of your dick and then i'm gonna assume that a seam was that's why i'm like you know what just if you blow me it's just like masturbating you know i just got an inside out clit i got a clitty <laughs> an outy clitty all right folks um i know i think we're good to go um I do like these. I know we're obviously not being critical of Kim herself, but these Skype chats can be brutal. I mean, they're really tough because the lag does make it. I mean, are you in post editing out any of those one second lags? 
No, but I really should. They, there is it would a, help a lot with the flow. They have a thing for audio where you can run it through this thing and it takes out any dead, like, space. dead space, but then it, then I have to resync it with the video. It's a nightmare. I think, you know, I've listened to some other podcasts that have similar things that happen where, you know, you know, I mean, there's so many times where, you know, I, I listen to a comedy podcast and somebody's joke gets like cut Sometimes. out. Oh my gosh. What? There's nothing. There's no more kicking your frenulum than having your jokes stomped out on a Skype interview. But also like you just realize, okay, look, if the worst thing is that some of our listeners have to like, have a split second delay, just, you know, enjoy the, um, Enjoy the, the lag. Enjoy the lag. But uh, hopefully sooner or later we can start getting back to in-person interviews because I think we really enjoy that, having someone over. We, you know, just sanded our table. I mean, the amount of fucking restoration that has happened. Tasha, I am so proud of this. Like, let's just take a second to talk about this table. Are you so proud of this table? Uh, no. <laughs> it's still got work to do, but... Are you going to uh, finish the stain tonight? Uh, Maybe, yeah. All right. Yep. That'd be good. We could do it tonight and just let it air out. Yeah, maybe. If anyone wants to follow Tasha's renovations, make sure you go to her Instagram. She posts all the time on our Instagram, and then um, hopefully we'll be posting some other mediums. But uh, anything else we need to say, or are we good on this? I think we're all right. It was nice chatting with Kim. Uh, her new podcast is called Crawl Space. Yours truly named it. Uh, K-R-A-L. Yes. Crawl Space. Crawl Space. K-R-A-L Space. And uh, I am Tasha Courtney. She is Dave Neal. And that's the episode. Bye, everybody. Bye.